everybody to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is your host, Khalif Adams. This is episode 197 of our show. Thank you, everybody, for coming and hanging out with us tonight here on Twitch and in podcast land. We have lots of cool stuff going on. But first, we have to introduce the crew. My man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes gaming look good, who makes STEM look good, who makes mini froze look good, who makes Destiny 2 PC guardianship look good it is sharif jackson of sharifjackson.com how are you sir hey guys what is up what is up very very happy to be here today and yes there has been some guardianship uh going on uh been like flexing on the pc style a little bit so it's been fun it's been fun i've, I've been having a good time word 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 we also have chilling with us as usual per usual it is the duchess of diversity CEO, Grand Poobah of I Need Diverse Games. It is Tanya the Pass. How are you doing, Tanya? Dude, TwitchCon wrecked me. I'm still tired. <laughs> <laughs> TwitchCon, TwitchCon does that to people. That's that's what it does. Yeah. It hurts souls and brings people together and also just makes people real tired. Super Look, tired. it was like LineCon. We'll just we'll, we'll get into that. Just say it was LineCon. <laughs> Put it that way. Yes. Yes, we will definitely get into that in, in, in a minute or two. Uh, our wonderful, amazing guests that we have rocking with us tonight, one of our favorite people on the planet, one of the best streamers on Twitch, one of the dopest people on the mother effing planet. It is simply Andrea. Hey. Andrea, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. I'm with my faves. I'm great. <laughs> we faves, y'all. We faves. Way we face, we face, we face. Everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight here on Twitch again. And everybody who listened to our shows, man, we did like crazy blockbuster shows in the past week. We had uh, a, the lovely Robin Hunnicky over from Phenomena talking about Luna, and we had Mike Bithel talking about Subsurface Circular. I think that's what it was. That's the name yep. of it. Did I get it right? That is the yes. name. You got it right. Yeah. Yeah. Hostess with the mostest. Um, so thank you to everyone for, for hanging out and listening to those uh, shows. We gave you a lot of stuff uh, to, to kind of uh, dig into this week and also uh, being able to kind of see those things on our vodcast that we dropped over the weekend. So thank you, for everyone, for checking those things out as usual. Um, and thank you for everyone who has subbed, who has followed, who has shared all of our work over the past week. Um, it's been phenomenal. Uh, we're almost at 100 patrons on our Patreon, which is nice. craziness. Uh, we're almost at the next level, at the $500 level of our Patreon, which is amazing. Um, and if you are a patron, you got an email or you got a message from me uh, kind of going over some of the stuff uh, that you should be looking forward to uh, in the next month uh, when we start doing our after show and our political show, which I'm super excited to, to dig into as well. So word we have a lot of stuff to dig into this week uh let's kind of dig into what's been going on with tanya and andrea because you two just came back from l twitchcon i'm gonna call it l twitchcon hashtag l twitchcon um because i just feel like doing that um i'm gonna start off with um andrea because andrea is the guest um, about what your thoughts, feelings, ideas, your 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 from your heart. How did you feel? How did you feel? Like, I think you want the long form essay. That's not planned. But I want, um, I want the long form essay about TwitchCon. How you how you think everything went? It was it was good work wise. Like I never complained about working at a convention, but it was 
Security could have been more on point with a lot, and communication was lost somewhere between event staff and security because they didn't know certain entrances and exits. Like, I need to get in and out with my team. Like, if I ask you if this is the entrance for exhibitors, you shouldn't be hitting me with the I don't know. Like, get on walkie-talkie, find somebody who does know so I can know if this is a yes door for me. Like, it was really hectic in terms of... Mm. Just, uh, it was, yeah, so, <laughs> so so I'm guessing if you had to ask, that means the signage wasn't there. No, no, it was no signage, none. And I don't even want to get into the in real life streamers who were just sticking cameras in everybody's faces without asking. Mm. Like, come on, oh. like TwitchCon. Like, I have a question about that. Yes, actually. please ask for it. So, and it's it's maybe not a question, but maybe maybe less of a question and more of a kind of comment no do you <laughs> sorry it was thank a you for coming this has been episode 197 of the podcast. good night the out. answer was d no. <laughs> it's a reflex from moderating panels it is god I'm damn so god damn like moderated the moderator on the, on the god damn that was somebody somebody clip that please please anyway. that was great the, what I wanted to know is because I saw a lot of folks kind of complaining about oh, man. the in real life streamers walling out, throwing their phones at people's faces mm-hmm. like, yo, this is real life. Yeah. Yo, I want to see what you're doing. Why like, are you in the party over there? No, What's good? What's good? Is, no. Was it, do you feel like it's a a thing where, like you said, people were kind of out of line with that? They or were do out you of feel line. Like that's a thing that since it's, that is their, their, their shtick. Like you're on all the time. Like I, I get it. You get it. Why can't they do it? Well, it's not. It's not that they can't. I would just like the courtesy of asking before you stick a camera in my face. Like I'm. I wish I could say that TwitchCon was a vacation. It's great to see my friends and my favorites, but like this work for me. Like if mm. you're gonna film me, like let at least let me know. Like hey, can I talk to you? Or I'm in real life streaming. Like I remember a streamer friend of mine was wandering around on the floor, but before I got. You know, two feet from him, he was like, "You know, I'm streaming right now. Just like let somebody know. Don't just stick cameras in people's faces." I wish that they had right. signage like E3, because E3 lets you know if you're in like a public filming space. TwitchCon should have uh, had TwitchCon should have some clear signage. That would be that would be really interesting to see how that would play out. Because I wonder what the I wonder if you would ask an an IRL streamer, you know, what their thoughts were pertaining to that, what they would say. If they would have been like, well, I do, this is what I do. True. I, can do this. I mean, we're all streamers, but like, yeah, I I go to TwitchCon and like relax and try to not stream. Like, I want to kind of live those moments. I don't want them filmed all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to kind of mm-hmm. chill out with my friends and not have to worry about a camera in my face. It's, right. It's but the I thing I that. find weird is this is not the first year of TwitchCon. This is the third year, I believe. So these had to come up in previous years. So why? Let me tell you. Why do you think it's something they still haven't nailed? Every year, the crowds get bigger because I've been at the first one. I've been to every single TwitchCon ever since the first one in San Francisco. This year, in terms of IRL, was very intense. Like it was the most I think I've ever seen any any streamer walking around the main floor just filming. Like it's it's been streamers who've done it before, but I, for some reason this year, I don't know. It was like a memo that was sent out. <laughs> and it was just like no common courtesy like it is the first year that IRL was a thing on twitch but it isn't the first time streamers have been on the floor filming like i've i've seen lots of streamers since the first twitch con on the floor this is the first time it yeah, was just really kind of blatant 
and out there. People walling. No manners. That's so please. interesting. Oh man, I did. We got to talk more about that Absolutely. too. Tanya, I want I want to jump over to you really quick. What are, what are you some of your thoughts about how TwitchCon went for you and you know expectations going in? Because I think this was your first TwitchCon. Am I am I correct? Oh yep. man, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> See, this is, no, this just is answered for me. No, this is me not knocking. Like, I got a quick disclaimer. Like, I'm not knocking event staff. Like, y'all killed it with what y'all had to work with. But like, right. I feel bad for first timers because San Diego, in comparison to all the other years, San Diego was like was perfect. We talked about that a little bit about E3 this year too, where a lot of first timers, I think they got the short end of the stick. But, mm-hmm. but Tanya, I want to I want to hear some of your thoughts about you know how you think everything went and your hearts and feels about that before you tell me no again. <laughs> well, my fe- my feels are this could easily have turned me off ever wanting to go back. Because like Andrea, mm-hmm. conventions for me are work. If I'm not on a panel, if I don't have a booth, if I don't have appointments, I don't I can't justify the cost of going to a convention. So the fact that I had no internet service and my phone, like cellular or internet, did not work on my phone in the convention hall. Right. Um. So. If I need to link up with somebody, if we hadn't arranged something before I left for the day, I just couldn't find nobody. So there's a lot of people I missed out on seeing, opportunities I probably missed out on because I couldn't DM someone and go, hey, are you free for like a half hour? I'm on the floor, you know, except for where the Twitch Unity booth was, you know, and that internet that was there for a specific purpose, um, you know, who knows how many opportunities people lost and it just... It just, I mean, I'm, y'all know I swear anyway, it was a clusterfuck. There was a lot of security where it had they told people, we're going to have metal detectors. It's going to be like PAX. Don't bring your life with you to make it go quicker. And also speaker badges, like Andrea was saying. There was exhibitor badges mm-hmm. and it said partner, it said affiliate or attendee. If I'm on a panel and you know this is how security is going to run, give me a speaker badge so I can go, I need to be on a panel in 20 minutes not be, send me to the back of a half mile long, long line. Wait, what? I mean, honestly, I had to what? go through the security line and I told the lady, I'm like, I have a panel in like 15 minutes. Can I just cut through this door? And she's like, no, you got to wait in line. And I'm like, so do you not see the black strip? Do you not see? Ex-? I'm like, really? I did. I had to, I had to uh, wait in line. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, yeah, it was. I mean, I showed I showed the badge. I tweeted the badge um, when I when I got there. But this is the partner badge. And thanks to Andrea and Any Key, I also had an exhibitor badge. But that still didn't make a difference when no. even the exhibitor line was ridiculously long. Right. Um. So I don't know. Last year they had speaker badges, but every con I've gone to is either like Pax does a, a SPG or special guest badge. Um. Other places so you can go at least. Hey, here's here's me. I have a different status than a regular attendee because I'm on a panel. Mm-hmm. I've got a booth, whatever. And it just it was ridiculous because I had a meeting Friday morning. Missed the start of the keynote. Mm-hmm. I got there. They're still lines snaking almost back to the street Absolutely. to get into the into the convention. Right. It's supposed to open at noon. Right. Which mm-hmm. is real late for a convention. It's like I flew from across the country and you're not starting till noon. I could have done an early bird flight that morning if that's how it was going to be. So, I don't know. I just think there was a lot of mismanagement and a lot of the panels felt the same, but just with different faces. Um, And I think it hurt attendance for panels where people have worked on this stuff so hard. Um, You know, the politics panel I was on, the room was half empty when we started. It finally Mm -hmm. filled, but that's probably because it took people a while to get in into the con. 
I, I wonder though, besides the management parts of it, we saw again, I'm, and I'm using I'm using E3 as a, as a comparable mm-hmm. kind of conference because of size and 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 amounts of people, both new and kind of regulars, if you mm-hmm. want to call them that. And I, I wonder if you know TwitchCon getting this big, if they're going to try to either pare that down if they get more complaints about you know, how things actually went or if they're just going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Cause if you think about it with affiliate status being a thing uh, now and with partnership being a thing that they're trying to basically boost more people to get into the ecosystem so that, you know, you're bringing in more revenue to Twitch. I wonder how that's going to wind up looking a little bit later uh, in the, in the, in the incoming upcoming years, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess my question to um to uh you two to Atanya and Andreas, what do you feel like the purpose of the con is? Is the purpose for as you said, Andrea, everybody to get together, chill, and sort of have that in person like relationship, or is the purpose like let's stream everything and make this into a big Twitch event to draw viewers mm. and that kind of stuff, or like is it a little bit in the middle? I think it's in the middle. It's a lot of components to how TwitchCon has grown over the years from, from what I've seen it. Uh, it's it's not just a hub for you to meet your friends and then meet the streamers you admire or meet the people in the industry you admire. It's also an opportunity for, you know, smaller streamers to network, to get used to meeting with companies, to get used to kind of meeting with each other. And it's also a way for new, like, Twitch talent to be hosts because there was a lot of Twitch streamer uh, associates of mine who who are hosts now. So it's a good opportunity for them to get on-camera experience, hosting experience. Okay. It's, it wasn't like that in the beginning, but it is now, and I think it's pretty dope. Um, I guess... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Tanya. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, for me, I didn't know what the purpose was because so many people were like, it's to go meet your favorite streamer. True. And I was like, mm-hmm. I-, I stream too. A lot of fans I, go, though, too. A lot of yeah. fans well, see, and streamers go, too. It's a fan show. Mm-hmm, it is. Yeah, every- yeah, everything I read about it was meet your favorite streamers. Mm-hmm. That was what I saw the most. That too. Mm-hmm. Right, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. You know, for someone who's not all like, oh my God, it's my favorite streamer. I'm starstruck. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to stand in line. I don't care who it is. I'm not standing in line for an hour for like a 30-second handshake, nice to meet you, and a selfie. and pay. I don't think they charge, but most cons do charge for signatures or time with whoever. And it's like... I have a, I mean, I have an issue with the pseudo celebrity that streamers and YouTubers get, because I'm like, I'm sorry, I stream too. Why should you be at a higher tier just because you got a partner badge? I mean, it's well, I think it's a, I think it's a mix of multiple things, right? Where it's like, I think you have this subsect of the folks who are going to TwitchCon because they're trying to meet with people who they can you know, mentor, be mentored by or get information from or, you know, you you run into your favorite streamer or you're, you know, someone who's not like I'll say the like a list streamer who's like the top person who's like always on on a, on a show or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you want to run into them and be like, well, how did you do what you do? Because I'm I'm here too. I stream too. Mm-hmm. How did you get, how did you get to where you got? And I think some people want that FaceTime where they're like, that's right. the thing that they want to be able to go do. And see, and, and and I'm in the same boat where I don't have that starstruckness with with uh, people who are in the streaming world, but there are a lot of people who do. Mm-hmm. Like it was interesting. I saw I saw uh, uh, DJ DJ Knight was doing a meet and greet, mm-hmm. 
And I remember when he wasn't even partner. I remember when he was like doing like 15 people in his stream. Yeah. And now people are like waiting in line to go see mm-hmm. him. So like that's it's a weird it's a weird in between space it where is. it's like yes, the pseudo celebrity thing I think is definitely a, 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 a not an issue, but it's a, a symptom of what we are all doing. But I think that like you and I, Tanya, we wouldn't fare well in, in those situations because we don't care that much in that same way. So it's like it's a, it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation. I would like to poke at the folks who do have that kind of starstruckness to see what that impetus is and what that kind of like what that pull is for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fandom. Fandom is the thing, right? Yeah. Well, well I, I think some of it is generational as well. I mean, the people that are younger than us, they have grown up with, you know, YouTube and Twitch and stuff in the same way that we grew up, you know, watching, you know, television shows you know, without DVRs and that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> so, so I think that like, you know, I, now I, I don't know what the age range of most attendees at Twitch is, but I would imagine that most of the fans would be younger because they would associate streamers with, you know, that's what they know, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what they identify with the most. Did, uh, did uh, you guys get a sense, um, um, Andrea and Atanya that like that, that that like there was a slightly younger audience on the fan side there or did it seem more mixed? Absolutely. There were some babies. There were some babies there. Some babies <laughs> waiting in line. They were so cute. Some babies. With the little stuff um, they wanted signed. Yeah. I, I, had, I had a go ahead, I'm sorry, Tanya. Go ahead. You 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 are cutting me off today. I'm gonna yell yes. at you. Uh yell at him. <laughs> I'm just gonna put my emo. I'm just gonna put my emo. In Not there, the emo, I, though. I cry. <laughs> I scared your emo. Or you? Um, well, no. It's, I feel like yeah, I love you too. But I'm still gonna whoop your ass when I see you. I take um, it. <laughs> I charge. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's a whole other conversation. That's, 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 that's spoiling that's me it. after dark. That's <laughs> a whole other conversation. It's great. Okay. <laughs> see, get us all together. Con. See what happens. Yeah, that's um, part of the Patreon, actually. Yeah, see what, hap- what happened was, uh-huh. um, <laughs> but but I think it was mixed. I I got the sense that a lot of these streamers that are older, like you know, in their late twenties, early thirties, forties, that are partnered are using it as a business networking thing, versus like the 15, 16, 17 year olds that are like, I'm gonna stream and get famous, and and go spend and go make money. Like when you're sixteen and ain't got no bills, yes, and you get yes. about. 100 subs that's your pocket money cool so i don't know i just felt like it was a mix so that's how i feel like i saw a lot of parents with their teenagers mm-hmm. oh wow yep. huh. but it's like my mother would have never taken me to nothing like that even if, even if it was like in downtown chicago she'd been like get your ass on that bus and go <laughs> so. <laughs> so so my question for you andrea yeah. is since you are of at least the folks in this particular room the most seasoned um streamer in here uh i know you just looked at me just like oh, he's calling me seasoned Quit. <laughs> but you, you, you have the most time in uh of, of all of us on this platform at this point do you think twitchcon is a thing that if you were not working you would still go to for that kind of what can I learn? What can, what can I do to get myself better stuff that you find a lot of folks going to TwitchCon for? Do you feel like that at the level that you're at now mm-hmm. that you would still need some of that so stuff? Cool. No, honestly, I would go to just hang out with my friends and 
just kind of chill out for a little bit. If I didn't have to work, I would just go to panels, see my people, and just just chill out and hang out. As as far as like yeah. learning from like industry heads, I'd say it's more like an E three GDC experience. Mm. TwitchCon is more laid back. If I had to compare, it's more laid back in that rate. Okay, that's good to know. I mean, that's good to know. I've always been curious to see like if folks who are doing it and kind of doing it really well, if if you get to a plateau where mm-hmm. those conversations don't really mean anything for you. And it sounds like, at least at least in your case, that that's not the necessarily, like, that's not what that thing is there for. Mm-hmm. Not for me, no. I guess, I guess Tanya, would you, would you say that, like, now, because you're, you're, you're kind of in that in-between space now where it's Spider like Supreme. you, if we're, she looking like she's like what? Uh, <laughs> where, where you do? Where you you done? You've done a lot of streaming for a while now. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there are things there that even when you kind of looked at the docket of panels and stuff that you would have might have wanted to go to to be like, well, this will help me up my game when I go stream. Um, not a lot. Cause a lot of it seemed like it was geared toward the beginning streamer. Mm-hmm. It was like either kind of mm-hmm. diversity focused, more social issues focused, or here's some basic things like learning how to do taxes, learning about what happens post stream and that you are doing business if you get subscribers and take in money and what do you do with that? A lot of it was businessy type things that I already know because I'm not a new streamer. I've actually been streaming for three years. Mm-hmm. So it was like this, there wasn't a lot of intermediate stuff or higher tier mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like, you know, there's things that are locked out for partners because even though I had the partner badge, there wasn't, it was too late for me to have access to anything. So I didn't reap the benefit of a partner badge. And I didn't like, and I'm not at that level where I can like network with some people because, you know, the higher tier, I, and I even want to use higher tier, the more well-known streamers are going to have their fans around them at all times. So it's not like there's an opportunity to go up and just talk to someone and go, hey, I like what you do. Can we network or, or talk after the cons? So there's not a lot of opportunities like i said i'm not gonna sit there and stand in line and talk to nobody so <laughs> i mean wait, i'm not okay. i'm okay that may, there, that okay, may wait, make me on. sound like an asshole but no, 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 is no, there I, any is there anybody ever that you would be like yo like like okay somebody like michelle obama would you would you wait in in line for michelle obama maybe i mean am i gonna get more than 30 seconds yeah you get you get like at least 45 seconds with no with, with at michelle least obama. I need like no, five I mean, minutes. You got, well, you gotta think about it though. Like they gotta, they gotta usher every all the other seven thousand people past. I just go ahead to wait. It's Michelle. No. Damn. <laughs> not even, not even. They, they live here. I'm sure they'll eventually run against, run up into them at some point because the, he can't be like he's not president anymore. Um, I don't know. I just I'm not Star Trek. The only and the only person I'd wait to see, and I better get more than thirty seconds. And how you doing in a selfie is Idris Elba. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. However, that's reasonable. And man, that's reasonable. Well, because, well, so hold on, though. So last year, when TwitchCon was the same weekend as GameRex, and I couldn't go, and I I had made, I'd been making plans to go until I found out there's a date conflict. Mm -hmm. Andre and I were talking on Twitter, and even last year, we got that same O's to go meet your favorite streamers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, at least for me, and that's why I said, in a lot of times since the con, I don't know if I'm the target audience because that is not a draw. Like when I go to the local Twitch meetup, it's to see my buddies because I get in a cab, I go see them and I go home. I don't have to fly for hours, pay for a hotel, pay for meals. 
that's a lot of money to go see people I can watch every day on the internet for free. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I, th- I was hoping that mm-hmm. TwitchCon was more like GDC in that when I went to like GDC, I just saw folks, you know, like folks are always walking around from mm-hmm. like panel to panel or like to get food. I saw most people just running into them, you know? Right. So like even people that were super popular, they weren't always covered with fans mm-hmm. or bodyguards right. or whatever. They were just walking places. So I was hoping that TwitchCon would have that kind of vibe where you would just see people when you're walking through and just be able to stop and just chat with them for a little bit, you know? Um, but like I'm, I'm getting from what you guys are saying that you didn't have that sense that it was more like if you wanted to talk to somebody, it was almost like you had to, you know, schedule like an Outlook appointment. Like. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you call somebody after a panel, that was fine, but they just mm-hmm. have been on a panel for an hour, right? And there's 20 other people that want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. So even if you could say, "Hey, do you have any time?" More by the time they got there, their time was probably already booked from from mm-hmm. Friday morning to Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, uh, Puscums in the chat asked a good question, and I would like all of us to address it because I think it's mm-hmm. it's valuable because we're all we're all long term ish streamers. And um, Puscoms asked, what would be beneficial for an intermediate streamer? Um, so, Andrea, you are our guest. You get to go first. Oh, that would be good for intermediate streamers. Marketing, how to pitch, not just not just like AAA companies, but how to pitch for sponsorships, how to pitch for affiliates, just how to pitch in general, basic marketing, taxes, how to write emails, etiquette when like dealing with other streamers just how to protect yourself online you know how to scrub your personal information if you're online different things like that for intermediate streamers who need that kind of information because you can't just always depend on like nightbot and moobot and yeah it needs to be a lot more for intermediate that's just off the top of my head right now there's some things to start with Mm -hmm. um i mean along with what andrea said i would just more net more scheduled networking places where i can say okay this is kind of a quiet area this like cafe whatever whatever they set up during like two to six here's a we have set aside a place where you go have meetings or sit down mm-hmm. it's near food so y'all can grab a coffee and do your network or meeting thing because there weren't a lot of spaces that either mm-hmm. weren't the convention and cost arm and, and the earth right. or if you went outside to the food <laughs> truck you had to go back through security mm-hmm. They didn't even oh, do a geez. thing like, yeah. oh, we see really? you've been in already. We're going to stamp your you. Hand or something. No. no. And you had to go really? back to security. So that was the other what? part. It's right. like, mm-hmm. oh, you're hungry. Wow. Spend $20 in the convention center for, for ridiculous food. Right. Go outside and hope you come back at a time there's no line. Exactly. Or, wow. leave, or leave entirely and just take a break. <laughs> wow. Um, that's terrible. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, for me, if 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 I didn't know Andrea and other people who knew that there could be good a good time to be had at TwitchCon that it could be managed better, mm-hmm. I'd probably be like, this is not worth my time and money as a business expense. Right. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot I'm trying to do with Twitch, both for my personal channel and for any diverse games and spawn on me, but that didn't give me a lot of the opportunities that I thought would be there. If I didn't schedule a meeting before I got there, a lot of it didn't happen. Right. That's true. Yeah. 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 It kind of sounds like what we go through a lot on the, you know, not on the TwitchCon side, mm-hmm. but like most conferences that we go to, 
um, if you haven't gotten things scheduled, and this is and it's different now than it was in like year two of Spawn on Me, or like even like year one and two of Spawn on Me was a lot of me being like, please help. <laughs> I, I, I have stuff. Look at my business card. Look at this font. This font is dope. I'm saying. Yo, can, can we get up in there and, <laughs> and do stuff? And and now it's a lot different where people know what we do and know of us and we don't have to mm. knock as hard right. on certain doors. And also people come up to us now and be like, hey, what's up, y'all? Um, but it feels like, you know, things that I've learned, things that I've learned in streaming that I did not know was just like prepare yourself for the worst in a lot of ways, but also just re- remember that like the energy that you spend while you were doing this thing um you have to kind of balance that out in all the other directions so it's like this weird starfish of like trying to make sure you're doing multiple things at once and also trying to make sure that your brain is healthy your body's healthy you know the the biggest thing because tanya and andrea hit everything else that i think you could actually give yourself to a, a intermediate streamer but like going to a conferences just wash your butt just make y'all don't stink <laughs> Because conferences, people, a lot of times people stank. Oh, my God. Like, and, you know, and you just got to be like, yo, just make sure you're not one of them people. Just make sure your butt is clean. I feel like they should make you walk through, like, <laughs> like, like they should have, like, uh, like, like how, like, when you walk into a space station, they have to, like, depressurize you. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Decont- they should have that. yourself. Yeah, they should have that to get in the cons, like. Because yeah. I'm like, I, I bet you there was at least oh two baskets gosh. that were filled with deodorant that they wanted people to take. Remember one yeah. convention they were passing out like body spray and like hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. please, they yeah. were like they had like tubs. They had like I saw I saw one one PA <laughs> who was coming from um one like an IGN mm-hmm. or like a GameSpot uh, uh, stage show. And she literally had like a uh-huh. brick, like a, a Costco brick of small deodorants. <gasps> Whoa! That she was give, like she had to like like hand to people who were hanging out by the wow. by the stages. And I was like, "Yo, yeah. I mean, that's if you've been, if you've been to conferences, you know, conference funk is like day three. Oh, you got to walk, you got to walk through the conference funk cloud. And yeah, if you make bad. it out, you make it out. If you don't make it out, it just is a hole that people just fall into and they just die from funk from like <laughs> conference <laughs> funk clouds." Wow, <laughs> you know yeah. I'm right. Well, you know sure, I'm but right. but here's something interesting because I think it was Carmen or Andrea who told mm-hmm. me last year they had like a little like con survival pack that was yeah. like tissue, hand sanitizer, like first a little first aid something. Mm-hmm. This year it was in the partner bags, just in the That's partner bag. Oh, that's smart. I didn't see anything like the little fanny pack thing they gave us. Had the shaker, uh, the shaker for some shit I don't even drink, and a bunch uh, of like postcards, uh, advertising stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's an it's an interesting conference. I think. What year is this, Andrea? You, this is year two or three. Third. Three. This is the third year. I feel like they just have a lot of learning to do. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is very young. It for is a young for a fairly young company too. It like, is. I yeah. if you were to tell if know, you were man. to tell. I don't know. I mean, well, think about it, it this is. way. E3 has been going has been going on since we were all zygotes. Man. It's a it's a long it's a long ass time. That's a, that's an exaggeration. Thank you, it's Professor been, been Adams. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. In the cru- in, in the crustaceous period. Uh, in the in the in the, in the <laughs> crustaceous period when E3 was just starting. Uh, um, wow. We all know that that conference has been going on for a very long time, and we saw that you saw the the weird growing pains that they mm-hmm. had to go through this year. Yeah. Now they opened it up to 
the public. <sighs> it's interesting. It's, interestingly enough, the weirdness that goes on with the PAX people and their politics. Besides that, if you were to just look at their actual conferences, though, their conferences are on point. Absolutely. Like their security stuff is on point for yeah. the most part. Like they understand how to deal with, with massive lines. They've figured out ways to do all that stuff. So like in, in terms of Twitch, I think they're still fairly young. Mm-hmm. And I want to give them. I want to give them at least a year or two before I feel like yeah. it's a it's a conference that I write off. No, I wouldn't write it entirely. off. But I'm saying in comparison to San Diego, like it was like kind of a nosedive to go from San Diego to Long Beach. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, I was, about I was to say, just like, I, what I, happened? Was, San Diego was amazing. Yeah, I, I think you're letting them off the hook a little bit. I think three years is enough to put up a sign to say exhibitors. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> or at least have speaker badges, right? At least like, tier this the badge basics. Yeah, tier the badges. We need speaker badges. Exhibitor badges are always going to be a thing. I think it needs to be affiliate or GA, and then speaker badges, exhibitor. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I would I would agree with you, Kai. If we were talking about things like flow, or oh, it's too crowded at this time, or it takes too long to get here, that's like growing pain stuff. But not like yeah you know, put up a sign that says this is where, you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'm Cause I didn't have harsh, all those, I, all those problems in San Diego. Like I had other stresses yeah. to deal with, but it wasn't like, am I going to get in, into the convention center all time to, to start my job? Like, I wonder if they change like event management. Uh, Quite a people. possibility. Yeah. That, that happens a lot. It does. I know that that's it a does. case that happens a lot. Well, I think this year was the first year they had Twitch, staff dedicated to putting together the con but i don't know what their experience is for actually putting together a convention uh because nani cool j in the chat knows this other people do i am on the committee for a lot of conventions um so there was a lot of stuff where it's just like i had to turn off con organizer brain to not nitpick every fucking thing every minute of the day um but it just seemed like there was a lot to get into that we that we just could have been handled so much better and not you know and i feel bad that twitch staff was put in weird spots like you know got a friend who works in data science she was put on merch right like you know like hire people that are that is their job to make things go smooth to make it flow and not utilize your staff in a way that everybody's burned out flies home sunday night and expected back in the office on monday mm-hmm. right. right the first year they had cashiers yeah. and outside workers and then if staff wanted to volunteer for the merch to get like you know like the free shirts or like the exclusive free twitchcon merch for staff they could volunteer i wish they would have took that from the first year and put it this year hire hire people hire cashiers please so uh the next twitchcon might be in egypt guys might be in egypt <laughs> don't tell me don't might get don't egypt, get my hopes up and you might don't be do walking me. around with a shroud and a knife and be stabbing people in the back like in Assassin's Creed Origins. That was a great transition. Thank you, Sharif. That was awesome. Great. Okay. Wow. Did he um, just like pat himself on the back? Like he didn't even yes, give yes, us a chance yes, to give did. A... Yes, I did. Okay. Um, hidden blades. So, uh, as we know, uh, we are recording this on Thursday, the 26th for the audio listeners. So, Friday, the 27th, Assassin's Creed Origins drops. Um, been really hyped up um obviously assassin's creed is one of those franchises that you know used to be a annual series but then they decided to sort of take some more time to sort of 
reinvent it um, and syndicate um, the uh, previous one actually got some pretty good buzz on it as well Um, but Origins is really getting a lot of buzz um, in uh, Ka and Atani I know that like you guys have like had some time with the final version Um, Andre Andre, I'm not sure if like you've had some time with the final version Um, I have not either Um, so so you, you can join me in the Losers Club I'm upset because um, I love Assassin's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so um, let, let's uh, start with uh, Tanya because I was watching your stream and like it was great. Um, what are like your like initial impressions of uh, of Assassin's Creed Origins? Um, <laughs> you know, I didn't know what to think because I'd actually given up on Assassin's Creed until uh, Syndicate and. Syndicate and having a female assassin brought me back to it. Because mm. I was like, F Unity, fuck Unity, I'm done. <laughs> I told them that when I went to speak at Ubisoft, because I was like, y'all ought to be ashamed. Um, so, you know, having Evie Fry brought me back to the series. And I've been excited for this game, because I'm like, it's set in Egypt. We will have brown people. We will have brown people. And it, they it. got Egyptian people working on the game. Yeah, um, our true. friend Andy Bingney. It was his idea to have the hieroglyphic wall, um, and you know I've been excited about it. I kept seeing the screenshots. I saw stuff out of E3, and then loading up this game, it was like I I don't say this often. I got super fucking emotional. It's said in Egypt. Mm-hmm. It's accurate. You know, people are speaking the proper language and dialect as you walk around. Um, and photo mode, rip my hard drive, nah. like totally rip my hard drive. Cause you know, and the other thing is, and, and not to be too spoilery, but the protagonist has a wife and they're happy. There are two yep. Brown people in love and fucking happy. Yay. And that we never see that in games. When we do see a Brown couple, black couple, in this case, Egyptian, they either aren't together, they're arguing, there's a baby mama drama or something. Mm-hmm. Regardless of when the game's set, you never see do two brown people in love and they're assassins together. Look, let me go find my boo to be an assassin with me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as it is, people thought I was legit out here poisoning people on Twitter. Because <laughs> there's a mechanic so where you can crazy. poison a body and it infects others as they walk by it. I tweeted that because I kind of <laughs> accidentally started killing people in the village. <laughs> I came back through and there's like a pile of bodies. And I was like, oh shit. Um, maybe I should have carried that body away. Oh my god. And I was like, I didn't like I didn't think about it. I like infected the body because there were other enemies. Oh, I'm like, they're man. gonna walk over here and find me and then they'll die. And I was like, oh wait. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> but then I tweeted oh, it. And people were just like, I was worried. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to let y'all alone. Because <laughs> if I was going to do such a thing, do you really think I'd be on Twitter bragging about it? Like, let's be real here. Right. Um, but, like, there are things where if you draw your, your bow, you can dip it into any fire wandering around. And you've got a flaming arrow. Yes. And the fire physics move with you. And if you put the arrow, like if you sheathe your bow or whatever the fuck you call it, mm-hmm. the fire goes away. It's not like I just will fire it out of my pocket. Oh, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
Right, and like Anna, a friend of mine in stream today, she was excited because like the dust when you run and walk mm, and that's you cool. broke, you brushed against a, a pot and you broke it. Like so many tiny details that are that's making important. me fall in love with this series. And you know, I've already spent about ten hours on it. I barely scratched the surface. And you know, this is gonna be what I play like forever. This maybe sort of kind of Wolfenstein. Whenever we talk about, whenever we talk about that, because I'm feeling away about it like an hour in. Yeah. Now, now, um, what, um, what like surprised you in the ten hours? Was there anything that made you say like, I didn't think that would be in an Assassin's Creed kind of game? Um, alligate crocodiles creeping up on me. Oh, <laughs> wow! You, what? You, first mafia, now this. That sounds like amazing. The alligator queen. <laughs> alligator queen. <laughs> but I was just chilling, and suddenly this crocodile was like, "Hey, buddy, what you?" I'm like. Uh-oh. Go back in the Nile. What? I'm, I'm walking. <laughs> like, leave me alone. But then it's like there's a there's a side thing where you got to rescue someone from crocodiles, and I'm oh, like, man. why are you out here? Why? That's why. <laughs> I should leave you here. Like, <laughs> oh. you were stupid enough to be out here in this lake with these crocodiles. Stay there. Wow, that's hilarious. That that is hilarious. But I I wouldn't ignore I wouldn't ignore the gators <laughs> because one might have a quest. Like they might just talk and they might have a quest, okay? I don't, I don't think they talk because if there's Never talking know. gator, okay. Look, Never. we already have the historical accuracy argument. Before. <laughs> we don't know like, what happened back then, Tanya. Okay, we we, look, we don't know. Look, I'm gonna be okay until a hippo rolls up on me, and then I'll be like, oh, "Fuck man. this." Yo, that is the most hotep shit I've heard on this show in a long time. That's right. Yo, what? you don't you don't know what the alligators gonna say to you out in the motherfucking. You don't know what right? they're gonna say. Sharif, are you a secret hotel? Is this a <laughs> game now? <laughs> look, I'm hashtag secret look, hotel. Look, I, I, I'm about diversity in all forms, including hotepery. Okay? No, no, hotepery. no. No, instead of secret hotel, secret hotel. Somebody go make this shit. <laughs> secret hotel. Hashtag secret hotel. That's a new shirt. That's a new oh shirt coming gosh. up. I'm bracing. Making that shirt this week. <laughs> I, I I can't. Bracing. I don't don't embrace no, your inner hotel. Please. Don't embrace your inner hotel. No, no. Oh, I like you. Don't do it. Oh, that's so good. So I was answering. Oh my gosh. So um, Kyle, so what, what's uh, your ex- experience so far with the game? Hashtag hippos will fuck you up. <laughs> so so it's interesting. So I, I got a chance to play a little bit early. Uh, I went down to San Fran. Uh, to go to a early early event to go play it uh, and had for like four hours to play uh, of the game that they put you in some random um, like part of the game where it's like I don't know how many hours in or whatever I got a, got a good sense of what I was getting into but then when I got it home and got a chance to play it it is it is so much better than I think people are really going to think about an Assassin's Creed game huh. and I want to echo what Tanya said about the setting I don't feel I don't feel like I've ever really kind of felt an attachment to a setting in an Assassin's Creed game like I feel like I am with this and in, in having it in Egypt, which I feel like it's it's I'm not going to pull some like mega. This is the motherland. So I feel some other shit like that. It's not like that, but it kind of is in some weird way where it's like, oh, I expect this this continent and where are the places that I'm that I'm kind of traveling to to be a certain way and feel a certain way and it feels like you know they have gotten and taken the time to 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 do what ubisoft does fairly well which is like 
bring these 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 ancient lands back to life in a way that makes you feel um, like you're living in them in some form form or fashion, and it feels really good. Like the combat, the, well, the my one thing so far that I'm finding a little bit troublesome is the combat. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the combat from the earlier games because I felt like there was a different flow to it mm-hmm. than there is in this one. There is a good flow in this one, and maybe I'm just not finding my my like sweet spot with it yet. Um, the, that being said, um, this game is all about the small things and the details. Like there was a really cool scene early on between Bayek and and his wife in this cave. This is not a spoiler. Uh, in a cave. And it's not spoiled. Uh, in a cave, mm-hmm. and just the lighting on their brown skin felt right in a spot that was like in a cave where like mm-hmm. moonlight was shining on both of them, and it felt right. Like mm-hmm. there are small animations in it where you see Bayek smile in a conversation, and it feels like a genuine smile between two people, two act, two two human beings. Um, they do something with the sand physics that's really freaking dope. Like you roll through the sand, like you roll through the desert. And if you've ever been in a desert or you've seen a desert scene where you have like the shadows of the um, uh, like the wind hits the sand and it does that, that flutter Mm -hmm. thing that it does. Like it does that in the game, like Mirage, like you hit the sunset, like you see the sunset, you see the like haze from the heat. Like there's so many small things that they do. That's really dope. And there's a really cool. Um, this you get this thing really early on. This is not a spoiler either, but you get um, speaking towards the small things. Um, you get this this other outfit. You get other outfits throughout the game, um, and you get this early outfit that has a helmet. And the cool thing about that is when you're in cutscenes, mm-hmm. the sound that you that you have when you're speaking sounds like you're in a helmet. Oh, so it sounds like you're speaking through something that has a very small mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. And also is reverberating within the actual sound space of the helmet. It's uh, so many small details that they've done with uh, with the game so far. And um, the way the story is kind of routing itself is really interesting in a way that I didn't feel like I was going to um, expect in in, in previous games. Because, you know, there's all the parts about, you know, the you know, if you've been paying attention to any of it, like the stories about you know, how assassins are in this world and why they're in this world and, you know, you know, how this how this whole clan of people came to be and all this stuff. And you get little pieces of that within the story, too, which is stuff that I always really cared about and always liked about the series. Um, So I'm probably maybe like 15 to 20 hours in, maybe. Mm -hmm. And again, like talk about scratch the surface, like I'm not even in to like the third place yet. Mm -hmm. Oh. And there are there are like at least ten other spots left that I need to go to so, that aren't even open up yet. So is is that because that you guys are doing a lot of side quests, or is it just that the main story is that meaty that you that it's you know it's hard to tell right now. I don't know, and I can't say because I don't want to spoil anything. Well, yeah, but yeah. Don't, don't say any details. I was just curious. No, no, no details, but I can't tell yet because I feel like this game like. Of course, these games are, are going to have a lot of fetch quests and, and there's going to be filler, but the filler doesn't feel gross yet, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like, there are the things that's like, well, go get this alligator tooth from this thing. Like, why the fuck would I go get this alligator <laughs> tooth from this random right. person? And why, like, why I got to go do that thing? Mm-hmm. Those things don't feel like they're in there so far. Like, every fetch quest that I've done or every side quest I've done has felt like it is kind of interwoven into the main story. At least it's giving me more insight into my character 
and giving me small decisions of like why you would do a thing as opposed to why you wouldn't do a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like like Tanya said, like all the things that 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 she was talking about, they're definitely there in photo mode. My God, that thing is taking up so much of my time, <laughs> and that's me too because I love photo modes in games because I and I always do that kind of stuff. But like, it feels so good so far. Like everything feels really, really spot on, and it brought me back in because the last one I played was three. Oh, I didn't wow. even play. I didn't even play the other the 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 but one. You didn't play Black Flag. Black Flag. I didn't you get Pirate Simulator. I, I bought. I just bought it. Oh, I like just got so it. I, well, I I just got it the other day because they had a sale on it, and I mm-hmm. haven't played that. And the thing I actually want to play is the one that had the slave narrative in it. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one I didn't want to play. That I wanted to play, but I was like, I heard it wasn't that great. So, oh, so um, Freedom Cry is okay, but it, it yeah, starts you off with Marine combat. So if you're not used to that, you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's like right. DLC essentially. So it's 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 not a full fleshed out thing. But the, the right, right, but the one thing I'm worried about this game is the same thing I'm worried about with a lot of not only Assassin's Creed games but Ubisoft games in general mm-hmm. is I feel like they tend to be a little long in the tooth. Like they tend to like they just go on for they so drag. long. Yeah. And, and it's not for justifiable purposes to me. Like I always feel right. like either there's this middle 10 hours that I feel like can be just removed or mm-hmm. it's that the, that the first part is like fun. And then the ending is just like super like want, want. So, I, so I'm hoping that I'll experience that with this game because it is something that I think almost every Assassin's Creed game, even the ones that I really liked like two and uh, syndicate and Black Flag, I, I liked mm-hmm. a lot as well. They all, I had that same feeling where, like, I was like, damn, Ubisoft, couldn't you have just chopped this down, like, a little bit? Like, I know that you're trying to make this long, epic $60 game, but I'm like, yo, just, you know, just uh, mm-hmm. just chop it down a bit. So I'm hoping that, like, I don't feel that. Um, now, I have uh, one, ad- one additional question about Creed for uh, you guys. Um, have you guys run into any of this... Uh, microtransaction stuff that I've seen mm-hmm. floating around with the Helix credits and all this stuff. Do you feel like that you're progressing at a pace where you don't have to, you know, that like you don't feel that pressure that you have to buy these, uh, I guess, loot crates for any, for any better sense of the word? Um, or, or like, do you feel like it's kind of shoved in your face and you feel that pressure to do it? No, because, I mean, right now, there's not a lot that I can't either break down for crafting or I'm sure I'll come across it because outfits seem to be reasonably priced for what you earn. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel yet like I need to throw real money at it. Um, there isn't anything that's like, ooh, I must have it. And then there's Twitch Prime loot coming tomorrow when the game is out. So it's like, I've already got like one pre-release bonus. I'll have Twitch Prime bonus. I don't see a real need for it yet. And I've never felt that way about any AC game where even if that Helix credit was in there, I feel like I earned enough in the game where I didn't have to spend actual money. Yeah, and, and I, I, I can't really speak too much to it because I got a press copy and usually press copies, they give you the kind of not just standard level version of the game. They give you like the deluxe version up. Oh, so you have so, credits and stuff. So it gives you credits and it gives you a couple of items and stuff that you would already get. Um, thank you Ubisoft actually for that because we, we got stuff uh, from y'all and review code and all that so thank you to everyone over on the team um, but 
Um, I've never felt like I needed to buy any of that cosmetic stuff anyway, because you usually get good enough weapons to do what you need to do. Interestingly enough, I will say this, the stuff that you do get in the deluxe version, I have not really not used that stuff for most of my playthrough so far. Like it, it's so good that you, you kind of do cool stuff with it anyway. Like it, it basically poisons on hit. Mm-hmm. And there's stuff that you can get in the game that does that. Like I found random pieces of of, of kit or of of uh, weapons that do that stuff, but getting it early on made it so that I was a little bit more competent in some fights than I probably would have been early on. Um, so that that was helpful, but it didn't feel like any of the stuff that's in there that I did wind up spending credits on the cosmetic stuff uh, felt like it was that you know different than stuff that I would already get. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was just really, really curious about that. Um, Yeah, yeah. And also there was a uh, question about the chat. I don't know if this will be a spoiler, but um, I guess it wouldn't be. Have you guys noticed any of the sort of modern day, like Abstergo kind of plot lines in this game where like you were like, you know, well, so so for a, a short recap, if you never played Assassin's Creed for the listeners, right? Typically, like, the parts that you see are, like, in the past, mm. but the game actually takes place in the present with a character that's actually inside this machine called the Aminus that it, that's experiencing the past. Um, is that in this game? Like, have you guys seen that, or is that too much into spoiler territory? That I don't is, think it is. That is too much. It is too is much. Is it too much? Yes. Okay. 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 Per Ubisoft, we cannot talk about any of those things that have been just said. All right, then, then uh, we will <laughs> shut up and edit that part out. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, you can leave this part in. It's just no, you can leave it in. We just can't. We just it. can't answer it. Yeah, yeah I forgot that like the game like isn't out yet. Right. It's, it's like out in in like an hour now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By the time this <laughs> by the time this show is out, you can we can talk about that stuff. But right now, only spoiler that I have is Gator Teeth is in the game. Okay. That's right. And 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 if 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 you meet up with a, with a hippo tap, they they tell you that the black man is gone. So just black man is gone. Just, uh, just throw that out there. Um, all right, guys. Um, so uh, let's move on to a game that we've already played. Well, not all of that I've played a lot of. I can speak for myself on the PS4, and I cannot tear myself away from this game on the PC as well. Um, Destiny Two um, just came out on the PC. Uh, you know, you know, like this is Bungie's big open world shooter. Um, it is already, I think, the console version is already the best selling game of 2017. Not surprised, and it's not really that old. It's gorgeous. Yet. It's gorgeous. Um, so it's sort <laughs> oh, of a a, uh, a a phenomenon. And you know, I put in quite a bit of hours in the PS4 version. I played through all the content, um, and then kind of put it down until the next like like a DLC is out so um i didn't know how much time i would really put into the pc version because because i was like you know um i've seen everything and i'll like play it kind of here and there because i have all these other games to play and man once i booted up the pc version it looks sounds and feels so good that i was like i gotta play through this again so i've been playing through the single player again but i've been playing through it you know with obviously at a higher like fidelity than at the uh, ps4 version um in terms of the visuals but my favorite uh thing that's different about it is what's called 
like the field of view, which essentially, you know, I usually alter this in my PC games. It like basically changes the viewing angle that your character sees. So it puts like more stuff on the edges of the screen. Um, mm. And the game just looks so much better, especially when like uh, you're out in the wide open spaces. Like you can just like you really feel like you're in the world, especially because, you, you, you know, when like I game on the PC, I'm, you know, like very close to my monitor so like you see this you know it, it just almost looks like that like you have like a vr headset or, or like something because like it's kind of wrapping around you i mean it's bungie really really did did a great job of not porting this game like you can tell that they built this game from the ground up for a pc and it feels like a native pc game like it never even came out on console like mm. it feels really good and there's been some bugs you know i've definitely run into some uh bugs you know like this is their first PC game in a long time and they do have I forgot the name of the company that 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 they're using to actually do the actual coding but it's not just them um, but this is the first one that they've been involved with but wow um, I haven't really double dipped in a game like this before mm -hmm. but I would say if you're into destiny and, and you have a you know a mid-tier to high-end PC I mean I think it's totally worth it um, to play on the PC um i had so much more fun in the crucible because obviously with mouse and keyboard you can react much faster i can turn around really really fast mm -hmm. and just you, you know like i can i i can back up i can shoot somebody and then whip around and like i look and 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 like look to the west east all that stuff um it just feels really good um and man it, it's just like i i know i can't play the ps4 version again <laughs> um, which, which sounds super elitist and uh, it does, not but it's okay. Uh, I forget you. But hey, I, I am. Owning, I don't. <laughs> I am. I am owning my 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 uh, PC elitism in this case. That it, it is marvelous on the PC, um, and and, and uh, you know I don't have like the I have a pretty good PC, but it's definitely mm -hmm. not like a high high end PC mm -hmm. at this point, um, and. You know, like like I can't run it in 4K at 60 frames a second. I don't have that good of a of a PC, mm. but at mm. like 1080, I can pretty much run it with everything maxed out at 60 frames a second. Mm -hmm. And man, it, it is it is incredible, incredibly. Yeah. It's so, incredibly. Yeah. Uh, so, so I kind of have I get a chance to to dig around in it all. Yeah. Um. And the company, the the devs that you were talking about, Vicarious Visions, yeah, are Vicarious, the ones who did right. the port. Uh, of the game and shout out to them because this is this is by far like one of the best ports I've ever seen kind of go from a console to a PC that wasn't natively done on both um, and it's uh, it's not something that I feel like I'm going to play a bunch of only because of just time and I hate that level 20 grind yeah like I've done it twice and I don't ever want to do it again <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want I don't want to do it again but I started another character I started a titan and I'm just like um I don't know if I really want to do that whole thing again even though it looks really pretty I can run it uh full out like 4K and blah 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 but it's like I that time sink is going to be something that I'm going to do in bits and pieces uh and honest, and honestly actually the interesting the more interesting part about it is like I'm kind of done with Destiny 2 already until I get to the next content pack, I've already leveled out my one character that I'm with, that I'm going to level up. I don't have the the need or want to kind of do that again until more stuff comes out. 
Um, so it's a really pretty port. It looks really good. Like they've done a phenomenal job. I just don't necessarily want to dig through that grind again when there's so many other things that I could be playing. Um, so it'll be a thing that like, hey, I want to raid. We gonna raid on PS2 or PS4. <laughs> I'm not raiding on PS. I'm not getting that person. Out. I want to see what it looks like. The raid content looks like on PC because it's so pretty. Yeah, that's um, that's what's motivating me to get there on PC. Yeah, it's gonna look really pretty on 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 PC. But I'm cu- I'm curious actually to hear, um, Andrea. I I, I, don't, I know that you are way more into Overwatch than into destiny but have you like dug into the destiny 2 content at all like, i have a little bit it? yeah i did i played the beta and yeah. i was smashing out on it and i'm like yes it's our next community game <laughs> <laughs> like it's like i had a lot of fun like i love shooters anything that puts a gun in my hand i could pew pew i'm a happy lady so i'm i'm excited to start it on console but y'all just so high level that was <sighs> It's if gonna you, take me if forever you roll, to catch up. If you roll up. a new character, I will roll one. I'll roll another. You promise? One. We got witnesses in the chat. Because <laughs> that, that's the because that's the thing is like I can't play that thing alone anymore. Like I can't do that grind by myself anymore because it's so boring. But if you want to do yes, it, yes, that would be fun. Let's do it. I'm down, Tanya. What about you? What do you? What are, you, what are your thoughts about Destiny Two stuff and and how? things are kind of coming together both on the PC and consoles. Like, I don't think we had a chance to talk about that on for with you yet. Um, well, I'm playing on, on PS4, mostly just playing with friends. I'm not at max light yet, and Leviathan Raid looks like that's a day when I can do absolutely nothing with my entire day and go try to do that raid. Oh, yeah. Um, is that the one that's like 8 or 12 hours? Well, I think what? if you go in blind, like it'll probably take you multi multiple hours. I'm sorry, how many? Yes. Go in with a good team, it'll take you probably a few hours the first time. Wow. Yeah. Um, Destiny Two. If, if if I luck into a code or if somebody gives me a hookup, great. Otherwise, I can wait to spend money on it because there's like eight million games coming out tomorrow. Yeah. So I don't have that much time in the world. Yeah, I mean, it really makes no sense that I'm playing this game. Like, it makes no sense. <laughs> you know, like, I, I should not be playing this game that I've already, you know, I was I, I was like, huh, I maxed out AI character. I played everything, and, mm-hmm. and now I'm playing it again. I'm like, what, wow. what am I, like, like, what am I doing? And see, that's <laughs> just it. Like, I, I, I didn't do enjoy think... it that much. Wow, yeah, I just didn't stuff. think that I would be willing or want to go back to PC and replay all the same shit I've already done. That's, that's interestingly enough, mm-hmm. a thing that is going to be more problematic when it comes to all these games being yeah. on PS4 or console and PC. Yeah. So like, luckily enough, we got, we got codes for assassin. I got a code for assassin's creed and stuff. And the P the, the PC version is going to look gorgeous. And I'm like, do I stop playing the PS4 version now so I can like wait mm-hmm. until PC until I get a PC code mm-hmm. and then like fully enjoy it and all that stuff? But also, I like to play on my couch and don't like to play in the in the back room on a PC with the TV Mac. Yeah. So it's like a weird. It's mad first world problems yeah. to the nth degree. <laughs> yeah. Mad first world problems, but it is a thing that I am thinking about in mm-hmm. like real ways. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But. What I do know is that we are going to take a quick break. Uh, We're going to take about a three minute, three to four minute break. Uh, We're going to hang out some more with Andrea. We're going to talk more about uh, actually after the break, want to talk about go back to TwitchCon for a minute and talk about the the wonderful panels that that Andrea and and, and Tanya were on because they 
again, are making a difference uh, if you like it or not. So <laughs> that's that's real. Man. Uh, so we'll be right back after this. Hey, Spawn Army listeners, this is the crew of the Optional Podcast, coming to you each week from New York City, where we host a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment. Our podcast is on a mission to highlight more voices of color in games media. We represent those who love the art form but don't fit in with the gamer status quo. So be sure to check us out at theoptionalpodcast.com. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and YouTube. We're not your typical gaming podcast. This is video game commentary for the rest of us. Hey everybody, this is Macedonia of Radio BSATS, both sides of the surface. Trust and believe that you are always in good hands with the ambassadors of Bracago. Khalif Adams, Cicero Holmes, Sharif Jackson, and Tanya DePass. Only right here on the Spawn on Me podcast. Welcome back everybody to the Spawn on Me podcast. This is episode 197. Uh, we just came back from our break. Uh, we talked about uh, bacchiotomies and uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Well, being hurt in the chat. Uh, and now we're all back and good. We are refreshed. We are rehydrated and we are ready uh, to kick 90J Cool out of our chat. Anyway. Basically. Um, yeah, bye. <laughs> a, a, thing, a thing that we didn't get a chance to talk about uh, before uh, we went to the break uh, and before we finished our TwitchCon conversation was uh, some of the really awesome panels uh, that Tanya and Andrea were on and, and hosted and, and moderated and we're a part of. Um, I kind of want to give the floor to Andrea to actually talk about the ones that she was on um, and talk about some of the reaction to some of those uh, wonderful panels that she was on. Uh, so, Andrea, the floor is yours. Okay, so Saturday, um, I did a panel with, uh, it was myself, it was Janae, it was Black Oni and Denny. And our panel was called The Twitch Afterthought. And then, you know, kind of like they made us cut it down so but the whole title is twitch afterthought discussing inclusivity on twitch and basically it was just kind of a refresher for streamers of color on the platform you know how to use your moderation tools how to protect yourself online um you know our experiences on the platform as casters of color and we also wanted to do something a little different so we added resources and we also gave tips to like industry people who were there at the panel to kind of be like hey you know, you can't hire diversity consultants, right? Here's how you might go about that. Just different things like that. You know, it was all, it was people that who were upset. <laughs> it was people who were upset. Like I was getting like screenshots and sent to my DMs and in my mentions about people upset in the chat. Cause I didn't have it open the whole time. Um, right. but I got some pretty funny, uh, <laughs> reactions after the panel. We got tracked down by some folks. They were upset. What track? It was hot. It was upset. So, so I took a peek into <laughs> the vod of, <laughs> man, of the man, channel, of the stream, and let me just say that them's is some haters out oh, absolutely. here. Some haters in this absolutely. house. There's some haters in this house, and it's interesting because like the panel that you did was super like. There wasn't anything inflammatory in there that you would think would raise hackles, but it feels like any time one of these panels gets put on, there's this weird instance where we have folks who are just in the chat who are like, why do we need to have this kind of Absolutely. thing? What, like, what's, what's, your, what's your kind of thought about that stuff? Where it's like, again, we f- I feel like you and Tanya, you know, with the work that you've been doing, especially on the diversity side and talking about 
you know, bringing these conversations to the greater Twitch community as people who are on the platform and use the platform and advocates for the platform. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are your thoughts about just like how this has kind of played itself out in those ways where you still get this weird pushback uh, from members of the community? Yeah, it's, it doesn't really like in, in the sense of what happened with, with Stakeloins and I how she kind of tracked all of us down after the panel started like mentioning us, which was like ridiculous. But I expect pushback from people like her who really don't get it. It's weird when I get pushback from other streamers of color, that kind of throws me off more so than the people you expect to already have some type of reservations or feel some type of way about diversity. That doesn't really, Mm. I won't say it doesn't bother me, but it doesn't phase me. Like I've had, like white dudes in my face, like in my face talking about diversity that they don't understand it. So like some random chick from Australia on the internet is not going to like upset me. That kind of stuff bothers me because it's in your face. You can't really ignore it. But like random people on the internet, eh, whatever. People are always going to feel some type of way about diversity. And I'll say it like I said it in Stakeland's chat because she was one of the people who was upset about the panel. Long story short, homegirl was upset in the Twitch chat. She found our our Twitter after the panel and just started like mentioning me and Denny and Janae and Will and like these really weird tweets. So I addressed it and I told her, I'm like, it's not important to you, but just because diversity is not important to you doesn't mean it's not important. You just feel that it's not important. I can't really help you with that. Like, Oh, well, whatever. Like, okay. But yeah, she was upset. (laughs) So for those of you in the chat who missed it, um, it was an upset streamer. She felt the panel was unnecessary, but it wasn't enough for her to verbalize that in the chat while we were on the panel. She opened up, well, tried to open up a discussion afterwards. And that led into two days of me just kind of having to let her know, like, sweetie, just because your partner doesn't mean your opinions will go unchecked. It's not their brand. I mean, yeah, like if I made a fucking game, uh, most likely my protagonist would be a white male. Like... And, you know, when I see games are the vast majority of protagonists white males, absolutely. Is that a problem? No. I mean, most of, like, the heroes that we see in modern day life, heroes or people that do things are white men. You know, so when someone makes a game or whatever, a lot of times they're like, well, the most realistic story would be this. I don't like seeing a token woman being put in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we want to see... We need this, like, chick sidekick because then, oh, look, we have a female. So I rolled up in our chat. I sure did. And we had time to discuss things. Because don't don't come up in my mentions saying that you want to discuss something because I will actually take you up on it. So I just waited until she went live and went in her chat and we had words. Mm-hmm. Had to well, let her know about herself. Tanya, what, mm. are you, <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts on this, Tanya? <laughs> well... So, where do we start? Man, listen, I'm saying, like... Uh, so, you know, overall, the Twitch Unity stuff, I felt, was an afterthought unto itself, because there are folks in the chat, and, and Andrea, where it's like, okay, caveat, I know all the people, mostly that were in the advertising for Twitch Unity Day, but it's the same gay white dudes all the fucking time. The same couple of black dudes that everybody knows. No black women, no... No dark brown women. Right. We're out here too. You know, I can count on one hand the number of black women I know that are partnered. And yeah. and I also want to address 
when Drea said about when other black folks and other people of color push back on diversity. And it's like, mm. I usually find that's the people that got theirs like, fuck you, I got mine. Oh, uh, you know, I got partnered. I got whatever. I've got my shine. I'm not going to worry about you. It's not about race because you, you're in that place that you can overlook that. But I bet you anything that if you go in certain spaces, you go in someone else's chat and they find out that you're black or brown, they're going to call you the same fucking slur they're going to call me. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I, that bugs me because, you know, what that was one thing that bothered me the most with the Twin Tell piece that I wrote is that the worst pushback I got and the worst hate I got was from other black folks. People, right, yeah. you know, trying to, and I had people like messaging me on my personal Facebook, tweeting at me, harassing me, you know, talking all kind of stuff, both professionally and unprofessionally, instead of just going, okay, we're both people of color. I, that's not how I feel, but I can respect your opinion. Right. Because people don't know how to disagree or just shut the fuck up if they don't. Um, You know, I can disagree with someone professionally. Right. We all... We all know we don't all get along, not in that sense, but like we disagree, right. not don't get along. Because, I mean, the episode of PewDiePie is a perfect example. We we kind of got on each other's ass, but at the end of the day, we're still friends exactly. and we still work together. Right. Um. So, because the panel I was on was about politics and, and I wound up moderating it. Andrea was in the audience. <laughs> um, the thing is, with politics... People always want to go, I'm not political. I don't want to talk about politics. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are people that have nothing to lose. Those are people that can go, oh, I don't like politics. I'm apolitical. It's just games. Man, fuck you. Ain't no game ever been apolitical ever. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's everybody that wants to be hands off and act like everything. Oh, it's just a game. We're all geeks. We're all Twitch streamers. Now, nah, right. fuck you. Because... For me to have a powerful moment playing Assassin's Creed Origins or Mafia 3 or Watch Dogs 2, it is never going to be just a game. If I, When I play the new Wolfenstein, it's about killing Nazis. What do you want to bet somebody's going to be in my chat like, why you got to be racist against Nazis or whatever? And granted, they're going to be trolling, but it's just, um, it's just the people that have nothing to lose are always the ones that want to take no chances. You know, I could talk all the shit I want. I could be political as I want. But at the end of the day, that's going to cost me more than anything. So mm. I can be real or I can be true to myself or I can make a lot of money. My conscience is the one I got to live with. So, um, you know, Adam brought this up on the panel. Other people brought it up on the panel is that you have to make a choice. You you even saying I don't want to be political is a political fucking statement. Um because you can't just throw up your hands and be like, yep, oh, no politics. Because making no choice is making a choice and it's making a political stand of you want to be on the sidelines. And when you do that, you're siding with the oppressor because you don't want to speak up for yourself because you have no skin in the game because you're going to benefit. So fuck them. So I just dropped a clip in the chat so you can <laughs> see and hear what, what, what was said. Um, as, and this was a small part of the the not dopeness that was shared on that stream to her, to her community. And it's interesting because like... And I and I do that not to, you know, our community isn't one that's 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 rabid in that way where they will like go after mm-hmm, stakeholders yeah. and say blah blah blah. Yeah. We're, like nah. we don't do that. That's not who we are. But I feel like to I, I shared it because I feel like it's necessary. Again, it's like you have to understand what we are up against right. on this platform, not from the platform right. again, but like 
this is the space that we are sharing. Right. Right. This is the space that we are sharing with other folks who uh, when these things are being shared with and Twitch's and, and to Twitch's credit, they didn't have to have those panels at their convention. They did have those panels at their convention, which means that even if it's even at the worst case, if it's lip service to just keep people to shut the fuck up, we are at least getting some chance to share some of these things that we are going right. through through the through the process and through the through the platform that they have provided with us to stream. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. in that respect, that's that's progress in some ways. But we are also bucking against and fighting against the people who say those things and say even more uh, on those particular streams. Mm-hmm. Um, Tanya, I want to I want to talk about the panels that you did or uh, and, and kind of let you you run with the stuff that you were, were working on at, at the conference real quick. Um, so the one the panel I was on that I wound up having to moderate um, was being political on Twitch. And I, and I talked about it a little bit, but the gist of it was, you know, what does it mean to be political on Twitch? What does it mean? Um, you know, is Twitch a public or a private space? And, mm. um, you know, and we also had presence in the Twitch Unity booth, which wasn't even a booth. It was like, it was weird because we were way in the back by where the meet and greets mm. were. Nobody could find us. Hmm. It, I don't think it was in the app or the booklet. Um, yeah, the app, yeah, the maps were weird. And, you know... We had a good discussion, but then the questions happened. Um, mm. Because we did have a Twitch staff member. Citizen was on the on the panel. And, <clears throat> you know, I knew it was going to be bad considering we're talking about politics. Mm. Because everybody's got their feelings about politics, whatever the fuck they are. Mm. And at that point, I was already kind of done because I had not planned to moderate the panel. And um, oh, you didn't. You weren't even planning to moderate that panel. Oh no, no that's a story. Not that's a that's yeah, a, that's that's a spawn. That's a spawn <laughs> after dark story. Yeah, that, that was a spawn can, after yeah. five shots story. Um, oh wow, that's not okay. even after shots. That's a when we're done with the stream, we can talk. Um, <laughs> oh, sweet. So you know, I'm already I'm already kind of on edge because I hadn't planned to, to moderate, and y'all have seen me moderate. You know how I am. And, you know, Adam had to duck out because he kind of got overscheduled. So it's me, Jenna Sequa, who's in the chat. Hi, Jenna. And uh, Citizen. Love to field questions. And the very first question wasn't even about our panel. It wasn't fucking relevant. It was basically wanting to argue about Twitch Unity Day. It's like, yeah. there was a panel yesterday you could have gone to. Um, what? So, yeah. And it's like, and they were like, I have a two-part question. I'm like, no, you don't. You get one. <laughs> Y'all must not know Tanya. Man, okay. Two-part question. But it was just like, we got 15 minutes. You don't get to have your two-part rambling question. And then, you know, we got through the questions. And then some people were, you know, like, they were kind of shy. I was like, oh, no, you came to this panel. Y'all better ask some questions. We got five minutes left. Um, Right. And so somebody decided to have his moment about, I'm a conservative and and I have unpopular opinions, and I know I'm mm-hmm. making a face, and I'm mocking him. I give zero fucks because apparently I made the black person sigh that everyone heard that was and hilarious. still talking about. Um, and he was like, he basically he said, "I want a guarantee that I can say the stuff I want to say on Twitch." Now keep in mind, Brian is not part of the moderation or admin team. 
But why would you ever sit there and demand a guarantee in a public panel from a staff right. member um, to give basically say, yeah, sure, go ahead, say whatever the fuck you want on Twitch. Because we know people do terrible things on this platform. We know people do all kind of shit that never gets caught. Um, and so Brian basically like, if you don't violate the TOS, I mean, what else could he say? But you're going to put a staff member on the spot. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then, I mean, we talked about this on Twitter, but I need to know what was wrong with the last person who asked a question. So they couldn't remember the word for emotes. I don't. We all think they were high or drunk. Yeah, I think they were both. drunk. I think they were drunk. <laughs> because I think they were trying to ask about harassment. With the emotes, yeah. Um, right, but it's like, wh where are we going with this? Well, like, yeah. what is this talking about? And mm -hmm. it was just like, none of the questions really asked were that relevant, except for the one person who asked about how to talk about politics with younger people. Um... So it was hard because everybody wants to be apolitical when it comes to games and go, it's just a game, it's just a game, it's mm -hmm. not important. But a lot of the stuff that I've dealt with, the worst stuff I've been is when I played a game that has no choice but to be political, like Mafia 3 right. or Watch Dogs right. 2 or, mm -hmm. you right. know, any game that is very political. And mm -hmm. I just, I was tired of the, but, but my games and politics. And it's like, nobody said you had to discuss politics in your chat. But it's going to come up, whether you want it to or not. But we also kind of discussed how Brian got things like the DNC and the RNC on Twitch and other stuff. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And he talked about, you know, Twitch Unity Day a little bit. I didn't want to focus too much on it because at the end of the day, Twitch did a thing that they thought was good. Mm. It could have been better organized. It could have been better executed. But they, in and of themselves, were not politicizing it. It was the people who were mad about it existing exactly. that politicized it. They're like, why well, you got to have mm. Twitch Unity Day? It's like, show me how many black partner streamers you know. How many? Show me how many times you see women of color, people of color on the front, front page of Twitch, and look at how and look at how they're treated when they're on there. My talk at Twitch was front page. Y'all saw the chat. Yeah, it was yep. bad. I saw the chat <laughs> for the politics panel. Y'all. Yeah. And this is your yep. convention that you are running. You can't moderate your own chat. Yeah. Why should I trust you with my safety? Yeah, so like that's my main question, right? Mm -hmm. So obviously you guys did these panels. So Twitch, by doing that, you know, the outsiders say, all right, Twitch is supporting these things because they allow these panels to go on. They like have you guys go. But I get frustrated because when I log into the chat, my thought is, okay, Twitch knows that these are lightning rods Absolutely. for trolls. Mm -hmm. Why don't they have more mods or mm -hmm. more active mods on the channels and because i feel like either it's a case where there are mods there but they're just overwhelmed because there was just so much toxicity yeah. that i saw right. in the political chat um especially and i would think that they would put more effort into trying to regulate those because they know that it's going to get nasty you know um so i always kind of wonder are they you know as a company you know and we talk about the same thing with like you know, uh, you know, uh, during these Hearthstone kind of tournaments mm -hmm. and during Madden tournaments when there's all these slurs kind of like going around. You know, it's not just a Twitch problem, but do you feel like in this specific case that they were vigilant enough to, um, you know, to moderate these spaces so that you could have the proper conversations? No. I mean, look look at how trash the, ch the chat was for both our panels. Yeah. 
That was bad. And, you know, they their admin staff was there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So it's not like they didn't know that chat was happening. And, you know, right now, Automod and chat and stuff is not smart enough to, to scan for usernames. Because right. even if you get banned out, people can take 30 seconds to make another mm. offensive username. Right. So right. even the admin staff, everybody's working triple time. Mm. And it was, I mean, it was getting good enough audience. And it was in one of the bigger rooms. You would think... Hey, we know this is a fraught topic. We need to have more mods on 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 staff. But the thing is, if you are in a convention center with no access and you're not in like Command Central, it's not like somebody can be on their phone and moderate the chat. Right. You know? Mm. So so I yeah. Mean, that's the hard that's a hard deal too, because it's like the thing I like about where Twitch is going. Um, is the fact that they are starting to delve into the, some of the stuff, but it is an interesting also secondary note to say that maybe we aren't ready yet, which sucks because it's like in the YouTube space, which is fairly young in terms of viewership, Twitch is exactly the same way where it's a lot of younger folks who are in there who are the demographic who... I'm not going to give them the, 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 the green light and be like, well, y'all don't know any better because that's bullshit. Because there's enough adults in there who know what the fuck is going on who still will make this shitty ass uh, comment. But I think that in, in, in the grand scheme, it feels like Twitch is at least trying to have the adult grown up conversations, which is good because they had, you know, as, as good or bad as you believe Twitch Unity was. Uh, in its first couple of iterations, it's there. Hopefully they will at least see that, you know, from what we're talking about as people who are doing fairly well on the platform and trying to get bigger, that it's a, a meaningful thing to push some weight and push behind. Uh, the political stuff, I'm sure they're going to maybe do the RNC and DNC thing again once the new conventions come up because that was huge for them viewership-wise. They even did the Comey hearings, which was an interesting thing. So they can't play the we're not political uh, stance. No, and I don't um, think they were the ever Twitch... claiming they weren't political. It's I think it's how people respond to it. Well, I think that there's a thing though, right? Where it's like they may never say that we have a political stance behind it, but it's the same thing that you'll see when the conversation happens about like all games journalists are left leaning, right? There's this weird this is there's this thing that people believe and therefore it's a thing that people kind of push out as the narrative. But what they're doing in and of itself is bucking that. Like, you can't have the uh, Twitch votes thing, which was a fairly apolitical thing. But it's like, that's a political stance that you're taking. But like having, like having people vote on it is giving the opportunity for politics to be on, right. your, to be on your platform. Um, so I wonder and I hope that, again, this is me hoping that humans do better, which I don't have a lot of hope yeah. in. Um, not anytime soon. Good luck. Uh, but I do. <laughs> yeah, good luck on that one. Uh, you can thrust a bust on that one. Um, <laughs> the, I do hope, though, that the I hope that Twitch doesn't falter under the weight of the whackness. Right. right? I hope that they continue to push and allow uh, stuff that people uh, are kind of interested in and doing us included. I have some real cool plans that I want to put on Twitch and do some stuff that hopefully involve all of all of us here. Um that is way political and very black and and we'll do some hopefully fun stuff with. Um, and I know that the chat will be gross and terrible, but I don't care because I will raise the fist <laughs> and I'll put my emo up in there. 
and it'll be fine. Look, I already <laughs> um, got a plan for like a queer, bigger, and blacker uh, panel next year because love Adam, but the gay panel was very white and no bisexual yeah. folks. Oh, yep. at least, yep. yeah, at least no one identified oh. as bisexual. So I'm like, there's Brandon, the one brown person. I don't know right. if anyone else is white passing, but right. it's just going to be the bigger and blacker gayer panel. Well, it, that's an interesting mm-hmm. thing. Really quick. I want to, I want to poke into that real fast in it. And it, this is the part that hurts. That hurts, right? Is there are enough smart and, and camera ready people who are, who look like us, who are from those marginalized folks who are on Twitch. But it feels like if you aren't the it Negro or the it, the it, you know, other, you know, other person that they're like, we need a gay person. We need a bi person. We need something like if you aren't in that group and you aren't that person or in those sections or people are looking at you in that way, there's like no other focus towards anybody else. And that viewpoint is really narrow. And that's the thing that I'm hoping when we get a chance to talk to people at Twitch is like, look, there are so many other folks who are in this space who are doing this work who are ready to get some of that space and deserve some of that space. And why aren't they in there? Why aren't they have a space at the table? Why aren't they, you have enough events throughout the year that you can do that work. So, and you, it's not even that, like not everyone has to come to Twitch to do that work on your, right. on your platform. Like people can do it. We've seen it with NDE three when they had NDE three do, do their dope stuff. And we've seen it with other people when they do their stuff with small for good and with other people who are doing their panels and stuff in other space. Like I can't wait for feminista Jones to jump on here. If that's ever a thing, you know what I mean? Like, imagine that. That would be fantastic. That would be so dope. And she knows about this panel. She knows about this platform. It would be dope to see it. But the chat would be terrible. Yeah. So that's the thing, right? How do you you balance that stuff out? Well, and it's hard because, um, I mean, I know Drea has brought it up. We've all brought this up is that when we talk about the exact same things that happened to us, you know, we we don't change our tune. We don't change the story. It's all these things that have actually happened to us. Right. We get either disbelief, this kind of, oh, my God, that still happens in 2017. Yes, so, I know yeah. what the fuck I just said. But then let a white person go out and say the exact same thing and parrot what we've said. They they get kudos and they're so aware and they're they're fighting for, for the poor disenfranchised people when they're basically repeating what we have said and taking our stories. Um you know, and that that's one reason why I kind of rock with Adam because he is very aware of this and acknowledges it mm-hmm. versus a lot of people I see not acknowledging it right. that they're on these panels. And it's like, why are you white dude on a diversity panel? Just because you're gay doesn't mean that is that you're so marginalized or fine. If you are that one same gay white dude that everybody has to be on the same fucking panel, let someone else go be on that panel. Right. Right. Pass it on to right. someone yeah. else right. who could right. use the opportunity. Right. 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 The, and that's the thing that we do too all the time yeah like we try to boost up people all the time yeah but they don't think of it as boosting up no like when you see diversity as a checkbox right and when you say like well we're already familiar with this checkbox <laughs> so we don't want to rock the boat and put another checkbox like like when you see it as kind of like you know cells on a spreadsheet mm-hmm. you know to make something that looks marketable i, I right. think that's why you see like the same things around and that's why you know you know that we have the issues that we're talking about now um all right so let so let's move to our last story uh and we'd be remiss if we did not touch at least a little bit 
on what's been going on at NeoGAF, um, uh, the Internet's biggest gaming forum, which is what I saw quoted at many sites, which I didn't realize it was the biggest. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, it was um, huge. So, so NeoGAF, um, if you're not familiar, it's, it's a gaming forum. has a long, long, long history. Um, and essentially the, the owner of it um, was accused of uh, sexual assault. Um, that occurred back in 2015, um, you know, and and um, you know, as as we've seen, a lot of women women come forward uh, under the uh, Me Too campaign. This like a this like a woman um, um, came uh, forward as well, um, and the owner Tyler Malka, um, aka Evil Lord, is also someone that that has been uh, accused previously as well, um, and. Basically, a bunch of mods and administrators walked out. Um, the site went down, uh, and and uh, you know this site is huge. So it's like think of like the gaming section of Reddit going down. Oh, um, or, uh, oh darn! Whatever to, would to I that do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I mean, there are a bunch of people that you know, wow. like they spend hours and hours and hours on that stuff every day. Um, I personally found NeoGAF to be fairly toxic mm-hmm. um it was kind of advertised as this sort of um private space where like y- you know like not everybody could sign up for a for a for an account you had to get approved mm-hmm. and like uh, y- y- you know like uh, it was like average like oh yeah you have to be affiliated with the industry somehow and like uh, we're trying to make this like a space just for the in crowd um but i went to a lot of threads there were some good threads in there but they were like just just a peanut in a sea of stuff just shouting down people i'm sorry and he said peanut and i thought the next you can in a sea of doo-doo i'm sorry oh, okay okay uh Khalif adams ladies and gentlemen I can't. Um, i'm sorry it's a, it's it's a full metal jacket reference i'm sorry okay anyway. thank you sir um okay so so um yeah so uh all the mods walked out um NeoGAF was down for like several days. Um, currently, NeoGAF is back up, but the owner did post this really long uh, post where he basically said, "Like, hey, everything's fake, um, and none of this is like a true, and like we're going to be even more vigilant about, um, you know, about like the like the toxicity on the site." Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I started scrolling through some mm-hmm. of the posts on the now open site mm-hmm. and a lot of them seem to be directing when, when they're talking about harassment and toxicity, mm-hmm. they're talking about harassment of the owner because right. he got accused of sexual assault. So they're talking about harassment of him, uh-huh. not necessarily the general like misogyny and racism and homophobia and transphobia that I saw on the site, um, you know, for years before, which is why, I don't go to it as much, even though I do have an an account there. Um, so, like, yeah, this this like kind of rocked the industry a bit. Um, as I said before, I didn't go there as much because I didn't feel like it was a safe space for me. But I know a lot of other other people did. Um, on the one hand, I'm glad that some of these guys are finally getting called out. Like these guys have been getting away with this stuff for for years, are finally getting mm-hmm. called out. Um, and on the other hand, I don't like how 
I've kind of seen this trend not only with with this, but like with these other harassment kind of cases where 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 the people that have assaulted other folks are now saying, well, the toxicity is against me because now I'm being harassed for being a harasser. Wow. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> so it's like this weird meta thing. Um, you know, it's it's like the thing where like uh, where like uh, people say that the worst thing is to be called a racist. It's like worse than actually being racist, you know? Um, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I was just wondering what everybody thought about this. Um, what are your experiences with NeoGAF, um, if any? Um, and, you know, do you think that it's a good thing that, that, that they kind of got uh, shut down for a bit to rekindle things? And yeah, start with Kyle. Um, interestingly enough, like I was, it was, it was that weird elitist site that when you felt like you got in, you got in and that was a weird feeling. Cause I was like, Oh, I got into NeoGAF. Oh shit. Like right. I got into NeoGAF. That's a thing. Um, but it was a, it was definitely the place that I would go to and, and look for new stories for, you know, a spawn point blog was going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, to try to find scoops on stuff because there were a lot of devs and a lot of um, uh, press people in those groups who used to share out information to folks and it was a great place to find leads and it was a great place to find you know the latest information on stuff that didn't get out into the world yet Um, and it doesn't surprise me that like the person who ran it was an asshole was a (laughs) it was a person who like did terrible things to other human beings and especially to women it's like in the in the past month like that we all know that people in power do terrible things it's been really even more evident in the past couple of 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 days and weeks and months even though we all know that those things are happening even if we don't want to necessarily you know talk about them all the time um it just sucks to to it just sucks that these people have gotten into these Mm. places and feel like they can do these things and then feel like they are accused of something that is above the, uh, beyond the pale when they have done all these terrible things for a long time. Like anybody who's gone to any gaming conference in the past 10 years can ask any woman anywhere about if they've been rubbed up on, if they've been harassed, if they've been catcalled, if they've been, you know, anything. And the answer was yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it just sucks that it's like it takes this this bubbling up for it to, to come up that people are just like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Like, yeah, it's always been a thing. It's never not been a thing across all strata of everything. Um, so it just sucks. But, but I'm happy that the site is going to I'm happy that the people who were there who talked up and spoke up about it moved on and made their own mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Reset Terra, which I think is the new site that a lot of those people went and made. Um, but it also sucks that people are going to stay at NeoGAF. Yeah. Yep. Like I would have hoped that that whole I would hope that there would have been a mass right. exodus of everyone leaving, but it doesn't seem like that's wow. the case. Um, so I don't know. It's it's a weird and sad, sad, terrible, shitty thing. And I'm, I was happy when it was shutting down, and now I'm mad that right. it's staying up. Right, like oh, <laughs> yeah. totally be shut down. Yeah, yeah. Andre, you have thoughts on that? You want to jump in? I was kind of out of the loop when it came to that site. Like, but in terms of predators being exposed, I'm all for that. Yes, please. Always expose yeah, all mm. predators, but I'm sad that the site is still going to be like active. It's like if 4chan goes down and then comes back up, it's just oh. like 
that like happy moment where you're like, yeah, shutting me. You're like, no, it's bad. Yeah, yeah and and like that's what sucks because yeah, like this dude, you know, he still has sight. Like you know, he he hasn't seems like he's aside from having his moths and stuff walk out, uh-huh. he hasn't seemed like he's really suffered what? at all. Like I'm pretty sure that people already knew that he was doing all this of stuff already. So right. it's like. Yeah, so it's, you know, I'm happy that it came out, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't see him really facing any serious repercussions. Of course. For for doing this kind of no. stuff, which sucks. That does um, suck. Tanya, you have the last word on that. I knew NeoGAF existed. I stayed away from it. Um, just like I stay away from Reddit. People are always like, oh, there's a thread on Reddit. I'm like, eh, that's cool. <laughs> like, it's Reddit. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Uh, well, it's just like the Twitch fee- TwitchCon feedback. People are like, oh, there's thread on Reddit. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I'll email them. Right. Like, you don't have to. <laughs> go to the- yeah. Man, fuck a Reddit. I said, I said that thing. Fuck Reddit. I don't go on Damn. there. And I'm sick of it always being thrown out as a resource. I mean, they have really good cat pics, though. <laughs> you I, said cat I got Twitter. I'm friends with cats. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, there, I, there, I should... there are some good parts of yeah. Reddit. I don't want to besmirch all yeah. of Reddit. Let me smirch all already. Fuck them. I don't use. Uh, Damn. Speaking of uh, cats, I actually forgot to ask: Did Ka or Tanya? Did either of you pet a cat in Assassin's Creed? No. Oh yeah, you can pet cats. No pet. No. No cat petting. Not. Not yet. Um, I was busy running away from alligators, so um, unbelievable. And like poisoning bodies to kill people. Find these damn cats and and, and burning and burning herself with (laughs) fire. I saw that tweet. I got words for you later, sir. What? I got words. All I got. All I got is that oh, tweet. That's man. all I needed. I can't. Tanya, so you want you want you want to share what happened for the people who who didn't right. witness it? If I come to PSX, I'm gonna come find your ass, Khalif. So what happened was Tanya was in this fight, and oh, you have these oil barrels or these like containers with oh. oil in it, and. Cause you got to do it for the people who are listening yeah, to the you podcast. Do. You can't just do it for the people. So you, so she was running around and she broke these oil containers, and then she pulled out a fire arrow and burned her ass up. <laughs> she just like rolling it, and then the beautiful part about it was was that Tanya has this really great yes, when she's in danger it's in a video so game. I hate all of you. It's right the now. best thing in the planet. It's the best thing on the planet it is. because it goes from like <laughs> to like <laughs> to like shit. And it's like, Ow. it's like, Ow. it's like a cuss, it's like a customer machine gun. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, it does. So it's, so good. it's like a cussing machine gun. I hate you. And then my favorite, my favorite part of, of all time when, when Tanya oh, plays man. is when she plays stealth yes. games and sneaks up on people. Because she screams, surprise motherfucker. Yes. And it's the best thing. It's so good. It's so good on the planet. It is. I. This is. This is the reason why I. Go I to personally Tiny like the venom. Is to see her scream yes, at people great. and be like, "Yes, it's the best." And scream wow. at people and fuss yeah. and cut. Is is beautiful. I, why, why, I like. I feel so exposed right now. <laughs> why? I like it, it when is, you say it, "fucker." This is thing you can market. It's the way that you Mark, say. This it. is the thing that you can market. It's you like, can market this, and I just die every time. Yo, like fucker. It, it provides you, you me with such joy. It's the it's the best. It's it the best thing. Wow. Okay. Hashtag best thing. Yes, on the, the cackle. Surprise, yes, motherfucker. Cackle. Hashtag. I live. It's so good. I it's I so live. good. Pet That's some, the reason why I love you. Pet That's some, the reason why I keep coming pet back. Pet some damn cats. The scream like, too. The scream too. Next week, you know I what? Time to scream. <laughs> See, is that? Never mind. That'll be vulgar even for me. Oh wow. Oh wow. 
that means we got it. Tanya soundboard, yes, please. So if you don't see me hosting this show, <laughs> you know, you know, I got, you know, I got run oh, up on in Portland. She's gonna just some ra- just a random flight. I'm just gonna see some like random flight just come out the sky. Like, oh shit! So Kylie got assassinated, oh, created man. by. <laughs> Now see, I gotta have gonna a reason to be in Portland. <laughs> I gotta have a reason to be in Portland because you're only safe because it costs the Earth to go to fucking Portland. Yeah, you're right. It, yeah, you're right. But let me come right. to PSX. Oh, I will down. find you. I will. I'll film it. I promise. I'm gonna be up in there. there I'm gonna be up in there. It's like I ain't mean nothing by it. By that time, <laughs> they would just be like, Whatever. "Oh no," because I'm sure there'll be more clips and you'll talk more shit about me. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm saving December, them clips absolutely. too. I'm saving those clips anyway. <laughs> Anyway. No, see, no, you started this, Khalif. <laughs> we're almost out of time. No, no, there's always time. It's like, Khalif's like, okay, we're almost out of time. That's the show for the night. You can't start, you can't start this shit and then be like, oh, sorry, we're out of time. I can't. Hey, oh, hey, this is the way I moderate my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're out of time. That's it. Good night. <laughs> and with that said, with that said, uh, we're going to get up out of here for episode 197 of the Spot of Me podcast. Um, Andrea, thank you so much, as Any usual, time. for hanging out with us, being one again. Like when I say this, I don't blow smoke. Thank you. you are one of the best streamers on this platform. You consistently and constantly amaze me with how positive you are and how wonderful the community is that you have grown uh, on this on this platform. It is really inspiring and has helped us help me and us like try to figure out how to navigate this space. And it's been fantastic uh, to see you grow here. Uh, we hope that you are uh, continuing to do that in all the ways that you possibly can. So thank you so much again for hanging out with us tonight um, and share out your social media stuff for folks who sure. want to follow and your, in your channel and all the things. So Absolutely. Can you can find me simply com. I am simply Andre everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all of that. You can find me just about everywhere. Word, word, and more word. Reef, tell everybody at home the social media business, please. Sure. Hey, people. Spawnon.me is the website. Spawn on me on Twitter. Spawn on me on Facebook. And if you want to support what we do, um, you can go to twitch.tv slash spawn on me to watch us stream every Thursday, uh, 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 Eastern. Um, there is a follow and subscribe button if you want to support us there as well. Um, and also make sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash spawn on me, um, where we are working towards specific goals. We have already met our goals to enhance audio quality, and we will be developing two more shows for you guys um, that will be coming soon. Um, but we're right near our next goal, which is to enhance our like video quality to uh, get some equipment and things like that. Um, so make sure to let us do that as well. Um, also, you can watch uh, Ka in the video make uh, motions of squares um, <laughs> um, in the uh, background as well. Um, um, also, uh, if, if you want to send us an uh, e- email, then you can also get us at spawnamipodcast. Sorry, not at spawnamipodcast at gmail.com. Word, word, and word. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us this week. Every week, we are going to try to keep to a better schedule with the VODs and do those every Saturday at noon PST. Uh, We're also going to be hopefully moving some of these shows once I get time to edit them and put them on our YouTube channel as well so you can view them there. 
Um, join our, our community on, on PSN. Uh, we have a, a community there. So if you want to uh, hang out with us and game with us there, uh, we'll be figuring out ways. If you're a Patreon, especially be paying attention to that space uh, because we'll be kind of getting together, at least on that platform, to try to figure out how to get everyone in and play games with us. If you've gotten to that tier, if you donated at that tier. Uh, but it's a good place to kind of look at what we're doing over there as well. Um, and again, we're on the road to a thousand followers. We currently, uh, from the numbers that I just saw, we're at 955. So we're almost there. Uh, and we're almost at the next level for another emote, which is another cool thing that we do here on Twitch, which is fantastic. So again, thank you everyone for, for hanging out. Thank you everyone for supporting. And we will see you all next week. Later, y'all.